Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Introducing a new incarnation of world-renowned spiritual teachings, Higher Balance Dojo. Dojo is Higher Balance's latest digital training membership. Inside the Dojo studio, you'll find loads of curated content, handpicked and organized to help you learn the most important lessons and techniques that are guaranteed to bring about spiritual transformation initiate real mystical experiences, and inspire you to reach ever-increasing new heights on your journey to spiritual awakening. Sign up for a $1 trial to Higher Balance Dojo now and experience it for yourself by visiting hbidojo.com. That's h-b-i-d-o-j-o.com. In this clip, Eric discusses the keys in your mind to awaken from the simulation. Discover what to look for and how to uncover these keys to shift your consciousness and unlock new experiences. Enjoy. To see more and get a link to access the full class, go to rebelgururadio.com forward slash EJP session 21. I scribbled this down during your class, so my brain was, but you had mentioned that there are things that we left in our mind to help us awaken in this simulated reality. When one walks into a building that's very long in the interior and it has maybe windows or something, there's a certain feeling, not everywhere, but in these some of these places, it's not a spooky feeling. It's not a paranormal feeling necessarily, but there's a feeling of something very, uh, I wouldn't say it's comforting, but it's kind of like comforting. But it, it happens in certain places that usually are, imagine that you're in a, in a, in a, in like a big old mill that's closed down. Okay. And you're in, that leftover kind of feeling that one time there was stuff there. Maybe there's some broken windows or maybe there's a, a pigeon flying around a little bit. You can say that there's sunlight maybe still out, you know, coming through the windows a little bit, but it's not dark. It's well lit. And there's a sense of distance and there's sense of patterns that the windows are just, you know, just, you know, every so often windows going down. There is in some cases a feeling that comes along with that. It's not like, oh, it feels like an old factory. It's not like it's, you know, oh, uh, you know, it feels, there's this, I guess, a surrealish kind of feeling to it. And you might walk past that and go around the corner and it's not there. It's just a normal kind of like what you would feel from a place like that. But often it's with height and and width and, and and a sense of solitude. There are things in your mind, they're not, 
it's not like there's necessarily trigger items that you would think like, you know, oh, there's a, a spotted frog. Oh my God, I just woke up. What the hell am I doing here? It don't work that way. It's, it's usually spatial places. It's, you know, remember what I said about that there, there, there would be these ancient schools of, of, of kind of teaching, you know, this goes back to, you know, you're talking about the Arabic countries and stuff like that. And they would sometimes make structures in architecture of buildings that when you walked in there, I've, I've said it shifts your consciousness. Okay. It's kind of like that. There, there are things in your mind that are designed to, to in a sense, wake you in a sense, designed to, to shift you. And it's, you have to remember that, that this is where I'm struggling. Okay. When you are, let's say outside of an organic body and you're in whatever place the simulation is 10 to one, you're some kind of energy. You're, you're some kind of consciousness that's not necessarily residing in a biological format or three-dimensionally how we perceive, okay? Or like, you know, here's a table, here's a book. It's, it's, it's completely uniquely different, okay? When we have things in our mind that are going to awaken that place, that state of mind, it has to be stuff that's likely relative to that place. So when I speak of this spatial distance and these, the high walls, and when you walk, it's like you, you feel it. It's like almost like you can hear sounds almost echoing from a drip of water or, or the birds fluttering, you know, it's that, that cathedral kind of old feeling that's abandoned. Okay. It's, it's those kind of things that are, are, are in a sense, a different form of a key. When we've talked about keys before, there could be a tree and you feel this vibe from a tree, but that's not what I'm talking about. It, you could be, you could have different keys for different places and it's, and you know, specifically, ah, oh, this is a, a certain thing to shift me and do certain things, but that is more something not as advanced as what we're talking. Do you follow me? We're talking now, we're really getting in, rolling up our sleeves, getting into the nitty gritty of the highest truths. Okay. So if, if I were to say to you, there are times in your life that you must shift back to where you come from, your youth, your, your town that you lived in, or something that, that something specifically reminds you and almost like brings you back. You know, like sometimes you get that smell in it, it like it's very impactful, okay? It's like that, and it's very specific to its purpose, its, its place. Other times, it could be like a waterfall and when you walk you hear different octaves of the waterfall depending how the sound is ricocheting off of the walls or the environment and you can go into a certain spot and if you're just a red cell you just you're kind of oblivious to it okay but if you're kind of a white cell you, you you'll catch it and if you're trained by me you know what i'm talking about you're feeling those shifts when you when you move you're like oh that's a shift you step back you step in you step back literally you can step in and out of it like a line okay when you go in there, there, there are specific ones that are there to, that connect to these, these, this other place. There, there was, um, I did a, um, 
a, a class and I don't know if it's in, you know, I don't know what the hell's in any of the course or anything, just so you know that. Okay. And you're not going to be able to read it in any of the books because it's, it's, it's an audio, but there was something I put together and I, I believe it's in the black box series. And I said, there's this, this, this like spaceship and you're in this one room and in that one room, you you hear this like this this sound this okay, and in that that place, it this is an awakening. This is this is something where you're like I can't put my finger on why this is so maternal to my consciousness. You know, it's like like maybe sounds of a womb might relax us organically. This is like a different kind of sound of a womb, if you will, that that almost seems mechanical, but it's not necessarily, but it is. But it, it it's almost as if it it makes us feel relaxed. It it rests us. It's it's peaceful. So the problem with that is, is that at least at the time I made that, there was no real way to say to people, you know, oh, we're in simulation. And that's what what is the closest thing that you can relate to that would be considered what we, what we would use in old terms, higher dimensions or, or, or the source by which the environment we come from. So, you know, I put it out there anyway, because I just, you know, I just experiment on you guys anyway. Don't matter, you know. See what happens now. But it's those specific feelings. It's not necessarily a key in the sense that we talk on the mortal planes or the earthly planes. That that I'm talking. You have to be able to understand that there's a difference, and it's it's very shifting. It's very very uniquely different. But it usually almost off always has a lot to do with spatialness, distance. And it's not like you say it's miles away. It's just this this sense that you're in this big place. And and if you're paying attention, there's a part of you that's feeling the distance between whatever the structure is and where you are. There's this this sense of you kind of almost feeling. I, I, it's hard to explain. There's n- there's no English terms for this stuff. But you know when you're when you're in that big echoey room at the factory, let's say, okay. You, you're you you are kind of listening, and you're hearing the echo, the distance. You you whether you realize or not, you're focused on distance. It's like you're you're hearing from further away how it's coming to you. You're literally feeling the height, the width of a space, but you're not doing that with an organic body. It's another part of you that's actually doing it, and you're not unless you're really self-aware. You don't even realize that that's what you're really doing, but you're you're literally feeling or stretching or, or moving in the sense of a different form of boundaries and you're finding comfort in the idea of that spaciousness. Now, most times one does not feel very comfortable in spatial. If you go to New York city and you're marching around and you're aware, you're kind of like, Ooh, I kind you know, all right, I, I can just get focused on what I'm doing and forget about it. But there's another part of you that, that feels the size ratio. It's not necessarily comforting. This is different. It's, 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 it's if you are realizing that your consciousness is not narrowed down to specific size and height or, or, or a region or a self-reflective parameter, what we would call self-consciousness or the body or what our nervous system allows us to experience. It's like some other part of you is feeling and, and, and expanding and, and it's enjoying that moment and it's, it's having a very 
soothing or in, in, in a sense, conscious movement in you. So it's, it's those kind of places that are jarring memory. They're, they're made to, to kind of bring you to a sense of that understanding, that kind of awareness. And so I'm talking about stuff like that. And there's other stuff, but, you know, look, I mean, we're, we're not here to, to cover all of that tonight. But anyway, does that help at all? Does that, that make sense? It, it does. Thank you. Yeah, it's never what you would think it is, but that that's why it's so interesting to I guess listen to me. You know, it's it's you know, it's like I, I know like the first thing when you ask a question, I'm like, I'm like, oh like I know what people say. And I'm like, no, but it's not like that at all. Try something that's not really words for. Anyway. So uh... As soon as you start talking about that, that reminded me of Rhode Island, where you were saying that the room is long and narrow, and and you were describing uh, there's a painting that you gave away a few years ago that had that same feels like in it. Yes, yeah. precisely, precisely, yeah. Ray. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And um, you know, I think who has that painting now? Isn't it Mike uh, Dugan or somebody? I think it's Nikita, isn't it? Maybe I have no idea where it is, but it has that same feeling that that distance that you know when I when I work with people and I can find a place like that I usually will will let them feel that I'll point it out to them and show them what, what's feeling but it's very hard to do that through conveying it audibly you know what I'm saying or trying to explain it you, you literally have to almost be there to kind of feel it because the, what the part of you that's feeling it it's not something that you can cognitively really wrap your, 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 your mind around very easily when you try to describe it. Now you guys are all, you know, really good, but you know, you got to keep in mind, you guys are, are been around for a while. Maybe I don't know how long are, but so I have to always try to can talk to people or use words that newer people can grasp. So remember, this is not Saroon. This, this is starting to head more into Saroon stuff versus the, the stuff that we're really here to do tonight. So, but that painting when you held that up onto the screen and you were broadcasting that live, you could go right into that. I mean, yep. just from, from, from where we were just watching it. But here's the thing. Okay. That painting was in my life since a child. Okay. And I had looked at it since I was a child and I would suggest that I made sure that that was in the environment of my biological household that I was going to grow up in for a specific reason. Okay. I believe that almost all of you probably have had different things that you unconsciously are not aware of now that you probably put up and whether you, you caught it or not, that's, that's part of the thing. Okay. But they're, they're there. You know, you have to keep in mind that when when you start to think about simulated reality, you got to throw the handbook out on on past and future. There there is no past and future. It's 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 as if you were doing it now. If I said to you, meditate on on putting something to wake you up in the next year, that's reasonable. If I if you think next month you will fail. And the reason you will fail is because you have it, you have then this excitability of, Oh, it's going to happen this month. And that immediately ruins the quality of making that happen. When it's a year, it's almost like a fucking year. Are you kidding me? All right. But 
it's, it's like, you know, you're like, well, maybe I'll forget that I even did this by the time I see it. You know, that's the whole point. You, you want to have that kind of mental attitude or the assumption you may forget it. And it, it'll come back to you when you see it and you'll know it. But, but it's almost to say that you can manifest it in your own life. But if you try to manifest it too quickly from our perspective, it's, it, it's, it, it's like tones, trying to force tones to do something. You have to have this acceptance or this like, this like this non-attachment to the idea of it. So the, the further out it is, there's this less anxiety or excitement to, to whether you're going to be successful doing it or not. And it's as soon as you you accept the fact that you you may not even know if you did it or not, that's when it actually works. Putting your spiritual knowledge into practice makes all the difference on the path to becoming one with the universe. But there is a power when we gather and practice together, which is why Eric is teaching a live two-hour class every month. You'll learn new techniques, practice and connect with the higher balance community and create a tuning fork effect that resonates and creates a ripple effect on you for the rest of the month. To access the full class, go to rebelgururadio.com forward slash Eric Pepin live.